Welcome to the City of Prineville podcast. I'm your host, Bill Mintines, and I have the pleasure of introducing you to the people who serve the city, both employees and those who volunteer their time in order to make life in Prineville better for everyone. Today's podcast is the second in a series about the Ochico Forest Restoration Collaborative, a partnership of diverse local and regional interests who have come together to address and resolve the impassioned social gridlock and controversy surrounding natural resource management in the region. The collaborative was convened in 2012 by Prineville Mayor Betty Ropey and Crook County Commissioner Ken Falgren, both realizing that opportunities existed to address ecological restoration and stewardship, while at the same time providing forest products for manufacturing and quality jobs for local workers. Members of the collaborative represent the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife, the Nature Conservancy, Oregon Wild, the timber and logging industries, local hunting groups, city and county government, Senator Merkley's staff, the Oregon Department of Forestry, the Western Environmental Law Center, and several other interest groups. On Friday, June 19th of this year, about 20 collaborative members boarded a school bus and took a field trip into the Ochico National Forest. Standing at the Ochico Divide campground along Highway 26 east of Prineville, one of the spots burned in the 2014 Bailey Butte fire, Nicole Strong, OSU Forestry and Natural Resources Extension, explained the purpose of the trip. This tour was brought together with the OSU Extension Service, the Northwest Fire Science Consortium, and the Collaborative to provide an opportunity for our multi-stakeholder group to learn more about how the Bailey Butte fire behaved and what the Forest Service had done before the fire on the land and how they were doing some of their post-fire restoration. So it's really an opportunity for everybody to come and share their expertise and learn from each other and then talk about how we might apply some of this knowledge to our collaborative work. The Bailey Butte fire burned 8,000 acres in 10 days. Brian Scholes, a fuels planner with 30 years experience in the Ochico National Forest, explained the start and progression of the wildfire. So it was pretty early, or pretty obvious fairly early on that uh, uh, this one was going to keep us busy for a while. So the fire burned uh, up towards Ochico Divide and onto the forest and so that was over, uh, I think it fire started on a Wednesday and that was into a Thursday. The fire was well established inside the forest boundary. Using a map, Scholes explained how difficult fighting this fire was going to be. Very steep, very rocky, uh, heavy fuels, heavy timber, and uh, we knew going in that, that once that fire got established into here, it was going to get up into here and we were just weren't going to engage it in there. The plan was to build line and uh, use roads all the way around the fire, capture the flanks, and uh, this is all managed open pine timber down in here and we knew we'd be able to catch it down in there. Surveying the charred trees and burned topsoil, Rob Tanner, a hydrologist with the Deschutes and Ochoco National Forest and member of the Burned Area Emergency Response Team, likes what he sees a year after the fire. You know, overall I think it was, you know, from my perspective, a, a good fire. We saw a pretty mosaic burn, i.e. we didn't see really large areas that we had 100% mortality and we had high severity burn soils, which from a watershed standpoint for me indicates that, hey, we didn't totally wreck the watershed. It's still, you know, going to come back in a, a positive way. And that's what I've seen out here is a pretty positive response. Crouching next to a huge ponderosa, Pete Caligiri, a forest ecologist with the Nature Conservancy, 
explained why forest fires are more frequent and intense these days. And the question really is, what has changed in these forests that's caused dramatic change in the fire, the wildfires that we see? And the reality is that these forests that are on the drier end that historically would have been uh, been dominated by frequent low-severity, low-intensity fires that burn through the understory, when that fire switch was essentially turned off, meaning because of management, grazing, timber extraction, and fire suppression beginning in the early 20th century, forests it filled in, became extremely more dense, and the species composition changed. They're more dominated by grand fir now, such that when fires do burn, they tend to burn much more intensely, and fire is carried up into the overstore, killing the, those large ponderosa pine where they do still exist in the landscape. Um, and creating the types of fires that we now see and we're much more familiar with on the news, these big walls of flames. Caligiri believes that forest restoration involves managing fires, not trying to eliminate them. It's about restoring the structure and composition of forests such that when these natural processes like fire do happen, and they will happen, I think we've learned pretty Uh, convincingly that we can't remove fire without severe consequences like the wildfires we see today. But the question is, can we restore them uh, by restoring the large trees, restoring the structure uh, and the species composition dominated by trees that are tolerant to fire, that can are adapted to fire? Um, can we then put fire back on the ground in a managed way um, and allow natural fires to do their work so that they don't have the, the catastrophic effects we aren't comfortable with? Stopping for lunch at the Wildwood Campground, the group sat around huge wooden picnic tables and shared their thoughts on the tour and what a restoration collaborative meant to them. Janice Statz is a retired Forest Service hydrologist who's lived in Prineville for over 19 years. I just thought it would be really neat to come out and hear about the fire that happened, see it for myself, and be able to talk to the Forest Service ID team. My interest is really recreational now that I'm retired. I I love to hike and camp and wildlife watch in the Ochikos, so that's why I came. Vernita Ettinger is the Natural Resources and Environment Program Administrator with the Central Oregon Intergovernmental Council. Serving the Tri-County region of Central Oregon, collaboration is at the core of COIC's mission to positively affect regional employment, individual lives, the business community, and local government. There have been some challenges with regard to ensuring active management on the forest. A lot of what's happened in the past is there have been a number of lawsuits that have stopped or stalled timber sales, and the result basically was um, a lose-lose. It was a lose for the forest and the ecosystem, was a lose for the community in terms of jobs and also in terms of public safety. So by working together collaboratively with many different voices at the table, we're able to assist the Forest Service by really surfacing some of the concerns that diverse interests have so that when they're in the process of their NEPA planning that they can address those particular issues and design different kinds of treatment protocols that are much more acceptable to a wide array of stakeholders. And the result is that there's less litigation. And so you end up with more of a win-win-win, a win for the forest in terms of active restoration and a win for the community in terms of jobs and public safety. Edgar also points out that the key to win-win collaborative outcomes is relationships. And all of our collaborative work is really relational work. We work with people, and we work by knowing each other well and trusting each other. And the only way to do that is to spend time with each other. And driving out here on the bus, having lunch together, and talking about these issues in the woods is a great way to build relationships. 
As I sat on the bus traveling back to Prineville, I was amazed at the amount of knowledge I had gained about the effects of wildfire, and impressed, maybe even surprised, by the collaboration of groups who truly want to work together to create win-wins for the environment, people, and the economy. I overheard one particularly insightful comment on the way home. People need to accept the inevitability of fire and then decide, do we want to control fire ourselves or wait for the fire to control us? Thanks for listening to the City of Prineville podcast. I'm Bill Mintines, and I hope you'll listen to all of our future podcasts, but should you miss one, you can always find them on our Facebook page titled, not surprisingly, City of Prineville.